Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Eileen Kelly, and I'm the host of Going Mental. After struggling with these incredible highs of a booming career and then the unbelievable lows of losing my mental health, I voluntarily admitted myself to a psychiatric hospital. I ended up staying over five months learning not only how to better manage my symptoms, but also just get my life back on track. So I'm here to say that no matter where you are, you're not alone. On my show, Going Mental, I'm going to be talking to guests about their own mental health journeys as well as talking to professionals. New episodes every Thursday, and you can find Going Mental on Dear Media anywhere you listen to podcasts. Going Mental all of the time. Hey guys, this is Note to Self, and I'm your host, Peyton Sarton. From Q&As and breakup tips to simply navigating every stage of life, Note to Self is a space to get messy, explore new perspectives, and ultimately empower yourself and others. Grab some wine or a mocktail, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. All right, y'all. So I'm sitting here with Taylor. Hello. How are I don't you? Know which camera is. Yeah, I mean, mine. just yeah. Um, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Today's like the rainiest day of all time. I literally just got back from the most like insane vacation in Costa Rica. Yeah. And I have not seen the sun since I got back. Really? Like it has not. <laughs> the sun is is gone. Okay, wait. And... Tell me about Costa Rica because I was gonna I was gonna wait to ask you until. Yeah. Sometimes so when I start conversations like outside of the of recording, right? I'll be like, just everyone pause. Like let's sit right. here in silence let's for a second so we can. Content. Yeah. Costa Rica is great. I've gone every year for the past four years to Costa Rica in January. Just because why not? Why not yeah, get yeah. out of New York in, in January? And it's been great. Every time I go, I am like, I could see myself moving here. I want to, like, I don't need to go home. But yeah. Jeff is never with me. Okay. And Jeff went with me this time. And you're like, okay. And really he's like, I could see, I could see us like living here. I've had multiple people tell me they want to move to Costa Rica. It, like when I say it's not even like a vacation, it was like living in an alternate universe where like you just had no stress or worries yeah, or like yeah, yeah. anything it didn't feel like vacation it mm-hmm. felt like real life and yeah, it just yeah. felt like a really good life like an alternative yeah an like alternate I, universe. I, and then you come home to here to new york city and <laughs> i'm just like what the what hell am I is doing? going on yeah. like why do i live here i like i can live and do my job wherever i want yeah like, why was it just because it's like casual you're connecting with nature like what is it Yes. And Uh then it's like there's just something else about it. It's just like so relaxing. Like you just wake up 
everything is fresh and green. The food is really good. And it's just like pretty and it's yeah. like chill. And it's is it expensive there? It's like New York City pricing. I think some people okay. go to these like island vibe places mm -hmm. and they think since it's not like Turks and Caicos or like somewhere in the Caribbean that it's going to be cheap. And yeah. it's definitely not cheap. cheap. Yeah, It's not like outrageously expensive, mm -hmm. but I'm also coming from New York City where I don't it's normal to pay $30 for a lunch. I was just so it's talking about that, to that with somebody because like once you coming from Texas to going mm. to L.A., I was like, this is tragic but right. now every time i go somewhere else i'm it's like, like wow it's it's fine Cheap. like <laughs> money it, like, about it ruins you it, <laughs> it literally does. ruins you i'm like i have no idea what <laughs> i mean i cost. do but like the real <laughs> yeah. cost of things is yeah. so skewed in like la or new york or mm -hmm. anywhere it's just like because what are you going to do i have to you have to pay for it you even groceries it's, yeah. it's it's sometimes cheaper to eat out every yeah. meal than it is to buy groceries here. Yes. Let alone get to the grocery, lug all your grocery things <laughs> yeah. home. I love New York. I don't, this is not a, you know. <laughs> you thrive here. on New York. Yeah, I thrive. It's like yeah. the energy is unmatched. It mm -hmm. really is. But when you go on like the trip I just went on, it really puts things into perspective. Yeah. Like it's great. I've been here six years mm -hmm. and I've loved every minute of it. And the older I get and the more Jeff and I like sort of settled down a little bit. Yeah. I want to explore a little more. And like, mm -hmm. I love that New York is our home base, but I do want to get out and see the world a yeah. little more often and not just like week long trips. I actually was trying to like be engaging on my vacation with my Instagram. And mm -hmm. I asked like, what is a normal amount of time for a vacation that you yeah. like to go on? And I did like one to three days, three to five days, five to seven days, 10 yeah. to like 14 days. Because in the States, that's like a lot of yeah, vacation. That is. I had so many people come back to me and they're like, that is so like, we go for like 30 plus days, blah, blah, okay. blah. I'm You're like, like, how? Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Great. Where And where do you live? Yeah. And who is your employer? <laughs> exactly. Because I will be applying. Well, how much do things cost where you live too? Yeah, like, exactly. You got to pay rent and it's, stuff. Yeah, it's literally all perspective. Well, let's go talking about, you know, moving to New York and doing yeah. all the things and being ruined by the prices. Give us a little synopsis. Tell us where you're from. Yeah. For people so who don't know you. I grew up in the Midwest. I grew up in a small town in southern Indiana, right on like the border of Kentucky. Very like hick town type vibes, yeah. like cornfields, soybean farms, very like industrial city. Mm -hmm. And so I grew up there, spent my whole life there. I moved to college. I went to IU in Bloomington originally. And like high school that I graduated from, I graduated with 150 people. Okay. I want to say like 80 of them went to IU and I managed yeah. to see those 80 people every single day. <laughs> yeah. And so I was the first person in my family to go to college. And so mm -hmm. I didn't really have the guidance of like, here's what you should do or don't leave or just like stick it out. Like yeah. I, I had to really fend for myself for most things. And it's gotten me very far and I'm very proud of myself. But in that moment, I was like, oh. This is not different enough for me. I want to leave. So I transferred yeah. schools. What year were you when you transferred? I, second semester freshman year. Okay. So right. I only lasted a semester because I was just like, it's. I want to leave earlier than later because if I get too far in, then I'm not going to leave. Yeah. Biggest regret of my life was mm -hmm. leaving. Okay. So I transferred from Indiana and I went to the University of Mississippi, mm -hmm. better yet known as Ole Miss. And mm -hmm. it was good. I didn't fully know that I was gay yet and I definitely didn't know that I was going to come out or I yeah. surely wouldn't have ever left from the Midwest to go to like the deep South. Yeah. But yeah, we can talk about that yeah, in, yeah. in a little bit. But so 
went to Bloomington, then to, you know, middle oh, of nice. nowhere, Mississippi. And I graduated, moved to Chicago because mm-hmm. I was dating a boy. My first yeah. boyfriend caused me to move to Chicago. He broke up with me like two months in. Oh, good. So I was like, hey, great. <laughs> you helped me pick out this apartment. I took yes. this job. And from then I was like, I'm going to just do my own thing and figure it out. So I moved to Miami, started modeling full time. Mm-hmm. Luckily, started working pretty immediately, mm-hmm. which was good because a lot of people, it's that's not the normal path that they take. And so I was in Miami for like six or seven months. And then I moved to New York. It was up between New York and L.A. Mm-hmm. I knew a lot of people in L.A., but I didn't know anyone in New York. And that's yeah. very much like my style is to like reinvent myself every yes. couple of years and just like put myself in a situation where I really have to like go outside of my comfort zone. I really mm-hmm. thrive in those situations. Yeah. And so I moved to New York and I've been here six years. See, I love that too. And I like the anonymity of New York. Yeah. Because I feel like maybe it's for me, it's reinvention because I'm a completely different person than I was when I was in college. Totally. And I, I mean, was me a, too. And a completely different person than in high school. Right. And I feel like when you move somewhere like this, like when you don't know anyone, you get to, I don't know, you don't have to live the old storyline as right. much or like explain yourself why you've changed. You just get to show up and like be and exactly be, who you are. Exactly. I, I love that too. And like, that's like something that I, so I do, you know, content creator, social media full time yeah. for those who maybe don't know, but which is most people, <laughs> but like, that's the only thing that I don't. That not not that I don't love about the job, but it's all it's always there. So you can mm-hmm. scroll back far enough if you want, and you can see who you used to be. Yeah, and with no context, so like mm-hmm. you didn't see that person living that life for so long. So like, my life is very different now than it was four years ago, let alone mm-hmm. eight years ago. Let like so I've I've archived a few things because yeah. context is everything. Like you see, you know people. Like, I, I just, I'm just not the same person that yeah, I yeah. was. And we also don't want to claim that persona exactly. anymore. You, you want to, you want to, like, if you, if social media wasn't a thing, you mm-hmm. could be whoever you wanted, yeah. wherever you wanted, no questions asked. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm very grateful for my job and for that, be able to connect with people all over the world. But sometimes you like don't have that anonymous yeah. life anymore. I love the anonymous life. Yeah. And I like just, again, it feels very free is the thing yeah gentle reminders for the new year check in with yourself before offering help to someone else rest when you need rest very important ask for what you need and say yes to more things that make you feel good transport your mind to a world where you can relax and treat yourself to your deepest desires with dipsy dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short sexy audio stories designed by women for women They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and realistic characters, discover stories about second chance romances, adventurous vacation flings, and hot and heavy hookups. Radically inclusive, Dipsy has stories for straight and queer listeners, and 56% of stories are voice acted by people of color. You've never heard celebrities like this before. Listen to stories voiced by Sharonis J. Jackson, ER Fightmaster, and Luke Cook. New content is released every week, so in between listening to your favorite stories again and again, you can always find something new to explore. They also have soothing sleep stories, wellness sessions, and sexy stories you can read. I love the sleep stories because I like to have something on in the background when I'm falling asleep, so I'm kind of partial to these. Let Dipsy be your go-to place to spice up your me time, explore your fantasies, relax and unwind, or heat things up with a partner. 
For listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash note to self. That's 30 days of full access for free, so you have nothing to lose, when you go to dipseastories.com slash note to self. That's dipsystories.com slash note to self. As we all know, hot girls have some gut problems. You know this, I know this, because if you're listening to Note to Self, you're definitely a hot girl. Luckily, there's a solution for the uncomfortable and very inconvenient gut stuff, Symbiotic Plus. Ritual created a clinically studied three-in-one prebiotic, probiotic, and postbiotic to help support a balanced gut microbiome. So every morning when I go to chug my full glass of water, straight out of bed, I take my ritual vitamins, which I've talked to you guys about before, and very importantly, I take my Symbiotic Plus. It's important for me to make this my morning ritual, see what I did there, because it supports my gut all day and it makes me just feel so much better. Symbiotic Plus is a delayed release capsule designed to help survive the harsh conditions of the upper GI tract for delivery into the colon, an ideal place for probiotics to grow and thrive. So if you haven't felt the effects of your probiotic in the past, it's possibly because it wasn't created to survive like the Symbiotic Plus is. It's an all-in-one single nested minty capsule. And my favorite part is, because I travel so much, there is no refrigeration needed. So it's easy to take with you when you're on the go or traveling. You may ask, it has the prebiotic, it has the probiotic. Those are two things that I've heard of before, but why include the postbiotic? So this provides fuel to the cells that make up the gut lining and supports a healthy gut barrier, which is a win-win. Symbiotic Plus and Ritual are here to celebrate, not hide your insides. There's no more shame in your gut game. That's why Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off during your first three months. Visit ritual.com slash note to self to start Ritual or add Symbiotic Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash note to self. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. So college, let's go back. Oof. Let's go college. back to college. So Ole Miss, I actually thought I wanted to go to school there. I visited I mean, twice. You, were, you were very like, we we met right after college. Yes. But you, I mean, you went to Texas. So, yeah. Right. Similar so it's vibe. similar vibes. Yeah. But yeah, so I started IU. I was direct admit to the Kelly School of Business, one of the top 10 business schools in the world, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And it was really great like looking back I truly I try not to regret anything mm -hmm. ever because I can't change it and I've got to where I am like you know the whole yeah. spiel but that truly was like the when I look back the biggest regret I ever have so I went I tr transferred to Ole Miss mm -hmm. again didn't know anyone okay so I get to reinvent myself again right mm -hmm. I did a good job like I yeah. was rush chair of my fraternity social chair I had you know bids to these fraternities that I wanted I yeah. did really well in school and I like ran for homecoming king of college like that like it was that sort of path yeah and then I realized I was gay 
what age are we when this is happening? So I think like it was the end of my junior year. So what is that? Like 20, 21, maybe, mm -hmm. maybe 21. Yeah. And then I started just feeling very like almost claustrophobic because I had created this life that mm -hmm. from the outside was like, I was doing it. You like it was, it, yeah. I was killing it. I, of course, college is always a bubble, but like in yeah. that bubble, I was doing a great job. I, I knew who everyone was. I was on student body government. Like I, I, yeah. I was doing all of this stuff. And so then when I realized that I was gay and let alone that in itself is a lot yeah. to like come I'm to terms with. I'm assuming it's also like a process. Like you totally. just like wake up one morning. Right. And yeah. You're this. like, wait, this is things. Things were just like, I was learning a lot more about myself from like different things. And I just, it just, you know, I slowly came to terms with yeah. it. So that was one thing. And then coming out in an environment like Ole Miss was like a very scary thing still. Like it yeah. was not a progressive school. Things oh. that were happening while I was in school there. Like I remember Obama got elected the second time. Yeah. And I was still at IU, but I knew I was transferring by November. Mm -hmm. They like rioted. Yeah. Like, they rioted at a college, at a state college campus. They rioted for a reelected president because he was black. He was a black man. Yeah. And at that time, like I was like, oh, like I didn't well, think like maybe I shouldn't go there. Not because I agreed with it by any means, but yeah, because yeah. I was thinking of myself of like, I don't want to be here. So I want to mm -hmm. go somewhere else. Also, okay, so actually the reason I didn't go to Ole Miss, the re well, there's probably a lot of reasons I didn't go to Ole Miss. It's also a much smaller school than AM, and my whole family went to AM. But I noticed, this is kind of a hot take. Mm. It's not really a hot take. It's just like something I noticed in the deep South that I didn't notice in Texas, which was when I visited Ole Miss, it was almost like it was almost like it was segregated. It literally it that doesn't literally happen. Was. In, yeah. like it, they didn't and fact check me if you need to like put a little disclaimer. Yeah, but of course. I'm pretty sure that they did not legally abolish slavery mm -hmm. until 2013. Oh my god! Like it was there yeah. was like a loophole. Well, the thirteenth, that that whole amendment. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Like, there was a loophole to where, like, I guess technically slavery was still legal in mm -hmm. the state of Mississippi or in that county until like I was there. Like yeah, it was yeah. a thing that happened. Like mm -hmm. it was very much, and I didn't realize that when I when I thought about going there or when I visited or mm -hmm. anything like that. You're kind of like, especially a college visit. You're like, oh my god, this well, is also, so. It didn't start that kind of thinking didn't start really applying to you until right. you realized that you were gay and you right. were like, it's that whole like, because if you're not a person of color, basically, right. you're not going to notice it as much. Right. But then like the second it does affect you, you're like, oh, shit. Like well, the, the other is, thing, too, is that is, that is true. But Ole Miss like was so, for lack of better words, segregated that you didn't even like really see it happening because yeah. it, they were never together. Like mm -hmm. it, there wasn't like this like camaraderie of. The yeah. student body, it was very segregated. And so you didn't really even get the chance to see anything happening. Yeah. And at that time, I just wasn't noticing like, oh, I'm, there's, why is my fraternity all white guys? Yeah, like, yeah. Why, why is everyone look like me? And at mm -hmm. that time, I wasn't thinking that way. And obviously, yeah, yeah. I've grown so much. And, I've, and I've, I would never put myself in a position now to yeah, yeah. be in that kind of situation. But you were 19 years old. Yeah, I was, I was you know, <laughs> 18 vision. years old. Yeah, exactly. yeah. But so, yeah, yeah no, so I saw that at Ole Miss and I remember I, I was having the greatest time. I visited three times because I loved my friends there too. But I remember walking down the street and we were out and one side of the street was all white people and the other side of the street yeah. were all mostly black people. Right. 
any kind of person of color was existing in this group. And I'm like, I had this weird moment. I was like drunk, like running yeah. around. And I literally was just so freaked out that I saw, because it's again, Texas is not as it's a conservative place, the whole sure. thing, but like, it's just not something that I dealt with in Texas. Right. So knowing that about the school, just seeing what I saw again, like you're saying, I can't imagine coming out in a situation yeah. like that, especially when all eyes are on you and you're kind of like the all American yeah. like dude. Well, that's, well, that's what made it even harder. So I felt like, I felt like I had dug myself into this hole of creating this life for myself. I was like, I'm, I'm here. I'm going to make the most of it. I mm -hmm. try to do that in every situation. And so when I did come out, I was rush chair of our fraternity. I was like, I was running for XYZ, like mm -hmm. big man on campus for a lack yeah, of better yeah. terms. I came out like people like just cut the cord like no problem like my fraternity so brothers bad. my my friends like mm -hmm. it was like not okay to be friends with me yeah yeah and so which looking back great I'm so glad that that happened because it showed me who my real friends were mm -hmm. in that moment and so my senior year was actually a lot better because I sort of I still I still stayed in my fraternity. I still I was still like riding the wave, but it was much more like an afterthought. Yeah. But I made a lot of new friends who were different than who I'd been friends with the, the past three years. And and I tried to make the most of that bad situation yeah. as well. But yeah, it was it was not it was like night and day. I was like everyone wanted to hang out, be friends, go out. Mm -hmm. And then I come out and then the next day it's like, no. I also think there's some people Sometimes it's a little more obvious. So like I've had guy friends who have come out and mm. I'm like, we're all kind of like, right. We're waiting for this. Yeah, like, yeah. Think, like, good. Like we're happy. Whereas I feel like you're when you're explaining this, it was almost like unexpected. Yeah. I mean, I definitely got I grew up with all older sisters. Yeah. Dad was not in the picture. So I grew up around a lot of like feminine energy. So yeah. I had a lot. I was more in touch with my feminine side than the average yeah. straight male in Mississippi. Mm -hmm. So that in itself, like, <laughs> yeah, which is not a lot. So that in itself, like, I'm sure there was some speculation. Also, like straight men in college, when they get jealous of other men, they try to diminish them in a way that's like, and apparently being gay is, is you know, the biggest insult you could possibly have, which... Okay. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I had definitely heard it before, mm -hmm. but you want to think that because you want to feel like your secret was mm -hmm. safe. But I, I, I mean, I think so, or else it wouldn't have been such a night and day reaction. Yeah. But I also was playing a really good part of mm -hmm. being this all American, yeah, straight college dude. This episode is brought to you by HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh now has 40 weekly recipes to choose from, so you can say goodbye to your recipe rut and treat yourself and your family to exciting new flavors every week. I love this because I get bored really, really easily. No matter your lifestyle or meal preferences, HelloFresh has recipes sure to please everyone at your table. From fit and wholesome to veggie or family-friendly, you'll always find something even the pickiest eaters will enjoy. You can customize select meals by swapping proteins or sides or even adding protein to a veggie dish. And now you can upgrade for organic chicken or organic ground beef, which is so key. I love that. 
HelloFresh makes it easy to get a really solid, healthy meal on the table during my busy week. It's kind of fun to pick and choose weekly and now customize my options because we all know I'm pretty specific. It always makes me feel like such a chef, which I'm absolutely not, but it makes it easy to look like you know what you're doing in the kitchen, which comes in handy when you're trying to impress your significant other or your friends or your family. So HelloFresh has a special promotion going for Note to Self listeners. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Note to Self 65 and use code Note to Self 65 for 65% off plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash Note to Self 65 and use code Note to Self 65 for 65% off plus free shipping. This segment is sponsored by Curology. Curology is a made-for-you skincare brand that pairs you with a licensed dermatology provider who analyzes your skin and prescribes custom treatments in the most personal way possible. With all of the information available to us regarding skincare routines, tips and tricks, hauls, etc., it can be difficult to figure out what works best for each of us on a more personal level. Taking care of your skin can be really overwhelming, especially sifting through content online from so-called experts constantly. And obviously, we all care about how our skin looks and feels, but we oftentimes don't know where to start. If you're looking for something simple that works without being overly complicated, you have to try Curology. Curology makes skincare effortless. They create a custom skincare formula for your personal skin goals. Plus, they've got a cleanser and a moisturizer that are easy on your skin and super easy to use, and everything ships right to your door. Sign up for Curology in minutes by sharing your skin type and your skin goals, and a licensed provider can create a custom formula made for you. Like one personalized formula that's all you, whether you're struggling with acne or dry skin, or you just want someone to tell you what is going on and what you need. They've also got some other amazing products you can add to your subscription, an acne body wash, for example, emergency spot patches, which I personally can't live without, so you can kind of do it up or keep it simple. Signing up for Curology seriously just took a few minutes, and I got my personalized formula quickly. Curology makes things easy, convenient, and straightforward. My skincare is super simple. Just cleanse, apply my formula at night, and it works while I sleep. My skin is looking smooth, plump, and glowing just a bit more lately. Start your Curology journey today at curology.com slash note to self. That's C-U-R-O-L-O-G-Y dot com slash lowercase N-O-T-E-T-O-S-E-L-F. Subscription required, subject to consultation. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. I feel like everyone does that to some extent. Oh, yeah. Like you, you're, and that's what you do in college. That's what you do up until, I mean, honestly, when I turned 25, right. I started figuring out like who I was, but I feel like at some point you're always gonna be playing, trying on different hats, playing these certain exactly. parts. You know what I mean? But it's when you start, it starts butting up against who you actually are and you know yourself well enough, right? which takes a lot of time and reflection. It takes so, like I have lived, and Jeff and I talk about it all the time and I talk about it with some of my friends, like I have lived so many different lives mm -hmm. already. Yeah, I lived my like, cornfield like 
conservative small town life. Yeah. And I lived my college frat bro, like I'm <laughs> schmacked era life. <laughs> then I was, you know, modeling full time, taking my clothes off on Instagram for free. <laughs> and then now I have this life in New York where I'm married with a dog and yes, a house a garden. and a garden and <laughs> yeah. a garden. And that's all within the last like less than 10 years. Yeah. And so it's. I, I try to cut myself some slack because all mm -hmm. those things have brought me to where I'm at. Yeah. But it's hard to not look back sometimes and be like, oof, I really like miss the mark. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and but what's so funny is like, I, I have met some people who look back on their whole lives with like complete mm -hmm. fondness. Yeah, yeah. Like they like are so like, I'm like, oh God. I, I don't. Wish. I don't either. I'm like, <laughs> I am so jealous of that because I'm yeah. so not embarrassed, but like knowing what I know now, hindsight is twenty twenty. Yeah. You look back and you're like, God, just... Not even like my views, but why was I wearing whitewash Wranglers with <laughs> cowboy boots? I'm from fucking Indiana. Like, I'm not from Texas. You know yeah. what I mean? But also, like, here's the thing, too, about that is, like, I, I know people who kind of have always known who they are and they found it really easy to be themselves. Right, right. Mostly because a lot of the time they're either really bold and, like, they just are really confident or who they are does fall in line with the societal standard right, where of where they, they, they live yeah. and the whole thing. But... If you were sitting here saying, my life was just great. I've yeah. always known who I was. Like, it wouldn't be nearly as interesting. No, and it wouldn't be as like, I feel like I feel so grateful for my life now because mm -hmm. of what I've gone through to get here. Yeah. Good and bad. Mm -hmm. And had it just been like one note the whole way, I don't think I would be so appreciative and like so yeah. like eye-opening about Yeah, life. and have the perspective that you have right. probably. So- when the I obviously have never come out before, mm. what <laughs> it hasn't happened? What is that process? I know it's probably different for everybody, and yeah. everyone's got a different thing. But I know, like for example, some people know a lot earlier in life. Mm -hmm. Some people know later. I know the process internally must be like a whole thing. Yeah. But how do you start even publicly? Like, where did you start? Yeah. So publicly, I first came out to some friends at home. Okay. That was the first people I ever told. Minus like maybe a guy I hooked up with, you know, who like yeah, obviously yeah. <laughs> But I came out to some friends and everyone from home was super supportive. Okay. Then I was sort of like talking to guys online, like on, on like Instagram, not I was I was never on Grindr, never on any hookup apps, yeah, not yeah. because I didn't want to be, just because it wasn't my it's never been my MO. Mm -hmm. But then I started talking to a guy that I ended up sort of dating. Mm -hmm. And that was a secret. So I had definitely had like the secret, I'm not out relationship. Yeah, yeah. And that is painful. And mm -hmm. that is really sad and really just not good. Yeah. And so that was when I realized like, if I'm going to do this, I don't want this to be a secret. Because yeah. it's not fair to this other person. I don't like how I feel. Mm -hmm. I'm not someone that's very secretive or or likes to lie or do anything like that. Yeah. So I'd come out to some friends at home. Then it was time to come out to my mom. Mm -hmm. And at the time I had come out to my mom and then right after that came out to my friends in college, I had been dating my first actual boyfriend for like six months. Okay. I was like, it's a very, it's a very normal thing when you're gay to be like, I'm only going to come out if, for the right person. 
whatever, <laughs> which is fine. What everyone has yeah. their own journey. I mean, that was literally what I did. But like, at the end of the day, you should come out because so you can be yourself and and you can and feel free, feel free, yeah. and all that stuff. But I had been dating a guy for like six months. I was at school six hours away from home, and I call my mom, mm-hmm. and I recorded it because I was like, I want to have this, this moment yeah. because. I'm not getting to see her in person and mm-hmm. I, I want to remember it as much as I could. And I wasn't really doing social media stuff like that yeah. then anyway. So there was no ulterior motive other than just I want to remember this. Mm-hmm. And so I call my mom and I have her on speaker and I'm like, you know, catching up with her. And then I start telling her about that I've been dating someone mm-hmm. and this person is really great. They make me really happy. They are so like kind to me, like all I'm really gassing it up. And it's yeah. all true, but I was really gassing it up. And then my mom was like, okay, like, what's her name? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, well, it's a guy. Mm-hmm. And there was like a, a pause and like a silence. And she was like, okay. And so then I start crying. Yeah. Because it's just like, I knew my mom was going to be accepting. She has so many, and she'll tell you, she has so many gay friends. She used to yes. like do hair and makeup for drag queens back mm-hmm. home. Like she is like <laughs> the queen of the gays. And... But like I just started crying because a it's a huge weight lifted off your shoulder. Like I, I'm like my I can feel like myself like shaking yes. a little bit. Not shaking. I'm like yeah, not yeah. That dramatic. But <laughs> I can feel my body reacting to this story because it was such a like an adrenaline weight rush? lifted. Not even ad- adrenaline in that you're like about to like unleash yeah. this huge secret. Mm-hmm. But more so like it was weighing on me for a really long time. Like yeah. I felt really sad and I felt really scared and I felt really alone and I Mm -hmm. felt all these things because I wasn't sharing this secret about me with anyone and it's also it's not like a random little secret it's like a pretty big as much as like we all focus on love and right like things like that in our lives like this is it's a big relationship things like that it's a huge part of your life and in that moment like I think a lot of people feel this when they're first coming out in that moment you feel like you're scared to come out because you don't want that to be who you are. You don't mm-hmm. want that to overshadow. You know, I was the first person in my family to go to college. I was the first person to move away. I was going to be the first one to graduate. And I graduated with like honors and all this yeah. stuff. Like I worked my ass off to be better than where I came from. Mm-hmm. And now this is going to overshadow all of that. Yeah. That sucked. I didn't want that to happen. So like when it, when you come out, you're like, all those emotions. It's just so emotional. So yeah. my mom was super accepting. It was so great. I couldn't have asked for a better experience with her. And then I told a few people of my, I told a few of my pledge brothers like in a room. Yeah. Like three of them. And one was like, oh my God, I've never, I've never even met a gay person. <laughs> and I was like, oh God, like, what okay, is this going to be? So I didn't really <laughs> yeah. tell everyone. And I never yeah. had like a real coming out post in college. Yeah, yeah. I had like the soft launch of my boyfriend mm-hmm. at the time. But yeah, so that was, that was like the soft launch of coming out. Yeah. And then you start sharing like your relationship online when I was, you know, sort of gaining followers here and there and sort of seeing like what the internet had to offer as far as relationships with yeah. like, you know, parasocial relationships with friends and followers and people from all over the world. And so then you're sharing that news with everyone else. Mm-hmm. The internet. And <laughs> that was honestly easier yeah. than the first part. Mm-hmm. Because A, because you've, you've crossed the bridge already, right? You've, yeah. you've gotten over the hard part. But every day after that, you get a little bit more confident of who mm-hmm. you are and you feel more comfortable in your skin. And so... 
then it was just easier. But it was still, even then, even the first guy I dated, I don't think people knew we were really dating mm-hmm. until like we posted like a an anniversary post, like a one year thing. Because okay. it sort of looked like we were, could have bros. been brothers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or bros, yeah. yeah. Well, we can call it that. So <laughs> yeah, but it's so weird now because like now I'm like, I don't want to say like I'm so gay, but like I am so <laughs> proud to be yeah. gay and to be who I am and to share my relationship with Jeff and have yes. my life. Like that is what I why I continue to do this job mm-hmm. is because I want to be the person I needed when I was younger. Yeah, yeah. Like I didn't I was so confused for so long because the only person I had to look up to was, you know, Carson Kressley or like mm-hmm. Will and Grace. And like yeah. I'm like, that wasn't really me. And mm-hmm. those were characters anyway. They weren't you know, they represent Actual real people, people but they yeah. weren't real people. And, but now I'm like, that's my whole life. And I couldn't be happier. Yes. Like, I love throwing on a pair of heels or like mm-hmm. wigs with our friends or like going to a drag show or yeah. like anything that like I would probably have seven years ago said, yeah, I'm gay, but I'm not, I'm not that gay. I'm not <laughs> that kind of gay. Like, that is such a funny thing. And I think every gay person goes through that. Like, yeah. I'm just a dude that likes dudes. Like, mm-hmm. I have, 100% said that. <laughs> yeah. And but it's all it's all a process. You mm-hmm. you you learn so much more about yourself and it's not that I was ever like it's not that I ever wanted to wear heels or wear wigs. Yeah. And I never did because I was afraid. It's that I have come to love myself so much. I feel comfortable. Yeah, yeah. Exploring playing. and trying yeah. new things and playing and being fun and s- silly with my friends. Like yeah. it's all just fun. Mm-hmm. And like there's no once you stop caring what people think about you or, you know, once you realize, like, I know who I am, like your opinion yeah. of me doesn't really matter. You can do whatever you want. And you're, yeah. like, you're like so powerful in that at that time. But do you think that social media has empowered you more like living a more public life? Because it's done so for me where like I get to own exactly what I think and who I am yeah. in front of whoever wants to see it. Right. And I always say how it can be scary it can be scary sometimes even to put a podcast episode out. Sometimes totally. I get nervous what the reaction is going to be because I've had some some interesting podcast episodes. I've had one about having sex on antidepressants. Mm. And oh, yes, I did. I did listen to See that, that one. one? Yes. I have one about my abortion story, you know, trigger warning. Yeah. Post that. But I have shared so much, but there's something about it in the fear and that feeling of like you kind of just feel like weightless for a second. And you're like, totally. Fuck it, I guess I'm just going to say this on the Internet and like. It's not even that I care about how people respond. I'm just right. going to say it so I can feel like, again, it's off your chest. Yeah. You said it. It's and like a help freeing, someone. It's a freeing feeling of just being like, okay, someone else knows that yeah. now. And, and it's it's even more amplified when there's hundreds of thousands of people yes. that that know it. So it's very yeah, to nice. answer your question, yes, it yeah. is. I, I feel so empowered and I feel so like, it's just like such a grateful feeling like mm-hmm. that people, A, care what you do or Mm -hmm. have to say. But then the reason I share so much of my relationship with Jeff and our life and is because the messages and the mail and the comments that I get from that are Mm -hmm. like, take your breath away. They're like, you feel so good, Good. but like, so like, it's so humbling because I'm Mm -hmm. like me. Yeah. You guys think living my life. Yeah. you, You believe in love or you feel like you can be yourself or you feel like you don't have to end your life because you saw me. Mm-hmm. Huge. Huge. Mm-hmm. And I'll like cry at those things. Yeah, like yeah. I have a whole box of, we used to have a PO box 
and people would send cards and and everything. And I have a whole I saved all of that. Yeah. Because it is like that is not a normal feeling. No. And it is I am very humbled by that and so mm-hmm. grateful that people share those things with me. But like so yes, I if I can get that by me sharing my life. Yeah. A, I get to work from home and I get to spend time with my husband and my dog. Mm-hmm. But I also get to help people. Hopefully help and inspire people. Yeah. Because at one time I was a closeted little boy living mm-hmm. in bumfuck Indiana. Yeah. Confused. Probably. Confused. Yeah. No social media. Mm-hmm. That is not a unique experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if I can take where I've gone and how far I've come and what I've managed to do, good and bad, and mm-hmm. and share that on an amplified stage to hopefully reach those little versions of me or older yeah. versions. We get a I have a ton of followers who are like in their 60s, 70s who never got the chance to come out. Yeah. They never told their families. Everyone is unfortunately Ugh, passed away. I cannot imagine. And those are some of our closest people. Like I have yeah. like I'm in like constant communication with a lot of people that I've met online. Mm-hmm. And they're just like I gr- I learn and grow so much from them and those relationships and that's all because of the internet. Yeah. There've definitely been some bad of moments course, of the internet of course, which yeah. I but hate. There's probably more good than oh my bad. God. One one of the good comments I'm I'm sure I have like screenshot somewhere like mm-hmm. one of those outweighs yeah. everything that I've ever experienced negatively. Yeah. Because I've, most of the time the negative stuff isn't true. Yeah. Well also it's projection usually like totally. it's all about someone else and I, because I've shared so much about certain things, right. I also very luckily get those messages. And I know right. what you're saying when you're you're like, you're I'm like, I'm crying. Right. Like I, I screenshot them and put them in a little folder yep. on my phone when they really touch me. But it's weird because I don't know, someone can just slide in your DMs one day and, and they are like you specifically right. changed my entire life by seeing X, Y and Z things that you were doing. And yeah. you're like, wow, I just like was just living. <laughs> I mean, I tell you all you the know? time, I'll DM you and I'm like, you are such like you inspire me so much. Mm-hmm. Like you are just like such a like badass. Like you're such well, a boss. You. Like you have like the podcast, you have the YouTube, you have the Instagram, you have the clothing. You're you're like look stunning and everything. Oh, like you. It, it's just like that alone, like that's you living your life. That's mm-hmm. not even you sharing necessarily any deep stuff. Deep experiences. Yeah. And like that's inspiring as far as like a work ethic. Mm-hmm. So like when you share when you show people like who you really are yeah that's vulnerability and people are attracted to that because Mm -hmm. most people are afraid to be vulnerable yeah so when they see someone else sharing a feeling that they have but they would never share yeah you like get connected very quickly especially because i follow people like this where i i love and respect them from a work perspective and then they share more about their lives and how you know their weaknesses basically it's incredibly freeing to share your weaknesses totally so sharing their weaknesses and i get to you get to see the person as a person right they're no longer like a girl boss right or like whatever they're that but they're also like dealing with depression or whatever you know anxiety or whatever it is so taylor and i went on this trip to this a recent trip well, first of all, I met you this straight out of college. Straight out of college. So my my first boyfriend's best friend's mm-hmm. cousin <laughs> was your roommate. roommate. Yeah, Molly yeah. was my roommate. Yeah. So Molly, when I we had first moved to LA, Molly's like, we're going to go to eat dinner with my friend Taylor. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, right. let's go. We went to like Delilah. Yeah, we I went remember to Delilah. this. 
And I just like very briefly met you. You're right. But then we followed each other on and it's social been media. Seven years. Yeah. Which I is crazy. <laughs> seven years. So I feel like I've seen from the back end, mm. like your time in Miami. Yeah. You visiting LA, mm -hmm. you being out here and doing your thing. Yeah. And then you obviously meeting Jeff. Right. But we went on a trip recently. This was like only a few months ago. Yeah, like August or September. Yeah. And you brought Jeff. Mm -hmm. there no, was Jeff another... brought me. Oh, Jeff brought if, you? Because if he listens to this and he says, if he hears that, he's <laughs> no. like, no, that one was mine. So I was the Sorry, plus Jeff. one on that trip. Sorry, so Jeff. that was great. And then we had, a, there was another couple on the trip. And mm -hmm. then I was there. My One of my best friends was supposed to meet me, who actually ended up taking her to Rome mm. later because that one, that other trip yeah. didn't work out. But we were at this Lexus thing and we got into these really great conversations. And there's something that you said that has stuck with me so much, just talking about your experience not only coming out and you kind of said it before with your identity thing, you didn't want it to be your identity mm. now that you were gay. It's a part of who you are, yeah. but it's not everything that you are. Right. And it's easy to like, you know, put a stamp on someone. But you said something that resonated with me because I've never heard a man say this before. Mm. You said that as a gay man, everything you do is sexualized. Mm. So like every part of your personality now and your identity becomes, especially online too, yeah. becomes this like, very sexual in nature. And you right. were like, I'm honestly not even that much of like a sexual person. Not at all. Like, <laughs> like not at all. But I've never heard a man say that before. Because yeah. usually as a woman, like you're you're sexualized in a way that you're either not sexy enough or you're too sexy, but right. everything has to do with sex. So if you're a teacher, right. sexual. Right. It, it's like every Halloween costume ever is every woman's job. Totally. <laughs> is, but every gay man's too. Yes. So it's I've never heard a man say that before. Yeah, it's it's interesting because and I'm definitely not trying to to I, when I was saying that I wasn't trying to compare to like a woman's experience. No, you, I don't so think you different. tried to compare it. It was just it, I compared it because yeah. I was like, wow, I've just never heard because the women at the table were all kind of like, yeah, right. sounds about right. But I've never heard. I've never seen not even heard about that mm. as a man, but like I never thought about it as yeah. a gay man because I can tell that, too. Like, yeah. I know that that's true. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I don't know why, like why that is, except for the fact that most gay men don't we don't get that high school love stage, that explorative, yeah, that yeah. explorative stage. Like it's all pent up until you finally come out and mm -hmm. it's a secret. So then there's a lot of like grinder and there's a lot of secretive DL hookups yeah. and there's like all it because sex in, in the gay world is the same as it is mm -hmm. in the straight world. Not as far as like the actual act of sex, but like mm -hmm. how you think of sex and like how, early you're exposed to it like there's not even like gay sex education yeah I don't even think there is now let alone when we were in yeah high school learning about that stuff so like it's more of like a curiosity and then it like and then once you're in it you're like thrust into it yeah, so it's yeah, like yeah. everything is so hyper sexualized like mm -hmm. I was just saying we were just in Costa Rica and like I like to wear speedos mm -hmm. I, I like I don't like tan lines yeah comfortable with my body it's a swimsuit. Well, also for me, the the less clothes, the better. Right. I just, it's more comfortable. Right. I'd be naked if I could. Right. You know what I mean? So it's a swimsuit, mm -hmm. right? If I post a picture in a Speedo, a swimsuit. Yeah. It's immediately a thirst trap. It's immediately looking for attention. It's yeah. like, it's sexy. But I'm literally just on the beat. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I'll post a thirst trap. Like yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll like, but for the most part, everything that you do is sort of sexualized. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why that is. Yeah. And I think what we I think when we were talking in on this trip, we were talking about gay content. Mm -hmm. And the reason I I 
share so much again of me and Jeff online is because we we have a very quote unquote heteronormative life for mm-hmm. a, for a gay for a gay couple. You know, we're married with a dog and a house, and we garden and yeah. we like take care of our yard and and we love it and yeah. we're very happy with that. But like, if you go to YouTube mm-hmm. and you search gay or gay couple, I guarantee you the first two or three pages are all like how to bottom for the first time, how to yeah. I went on a grinder date and here's how it went. It's like why is it all that? Why can't it just be our Christmas? Yeah. Like, and that's what we try to share. It's like <laughs> yeah, I want yeah. because if you are young. And you're looking for that content. Mm-hmm. You see those first few pages of, of videos. And then that's what you think the gay world is like. Yeah. And so then you sexualize things. Then you And then you feel like you have to like parade yourself around in a way. And I mm-hmm. definitely went through that phase where I felt like I had to show my body yeah. to get attention or, or whatever. So I really try to share our quote unquote normal life. Yeah. I, I understand it's, very, it's not like extremely normal, but it's not, you know, we're not going to circuit parties and wearing harness it which more yeah. power to anyone yeah, yeah, don't, yeah. Get, don't get me wrong I'm, I'm not opposed to that but that's not our life it's not who you are that's not who constantly. we are yeah. sure there may be things that we we do sometimes mm-hmm. but overall like I feel like there's a there's a lack of or definitely not as much of that like wholesome content yeah well it's not and neither is better than the other yeah I just there's a lack of one so I'm trying to fill that space mm-hmm. with our life because Again, from the messages that I've got, it is people are watching. It helps people realize yeah. like they they can have they can be in a relationship. They can get married. Mm-hmm. They can buy a house with their partner. Their families can come to their wedding. Like yeah. all these things that like are very normal, especially mm-hmm. to straight people. Like you don't get to see that for a lot of gay people. Yeah. Well, I think it's also like the representation. It seems like what you're saying is just not there when it comes to looking at gay people men in mm. your in your instance and then gay couples that there's there's so many facets right so like yeah maybe there are times that you are sexual totally. maybe and you're doing thirst traps okay but there's also times that you're gardening and you're doing whatever so not one there can't be one little piece that that represents you as an entire whole and i right. think about that a lot with being a woman i you know if you wear a swimsuit if mm. i wear a bikini right it's going to be sexualized i mean totally. that's been happening since i was like way too young for right. that to be normal but i think of it like like let's say today I just I want to be funny. Mm. Like today I'm in a funny, silly, goofy mood. Silly, goofy mood. I want to be funny today, and it's a characteristic of you know my personality sometimes. And I feel like sexiness and that is also that. If you're funny today and then you're not funny tomorrow, right. it's fine. You can turn it on, turn it off, totally. right? But sexiness to me should be the same. Where Agreed. you you can turn it on one day if you want it. It's not a bad thing right. to embrace that. But it's also not it's not who I am in total. You know what I mean? I feel like sexual, like sexualness, mm-hmm. sexiness is like such a projection issue too. It's mm-hmm. like a, it, people feel entitled to other people when yeah. it comes to like how much or how little they're wearing or what they're doing. Yes. You don't get shit from me yeah. if I don't want you to. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter if I'm butt ass naked walking right. down the street. <laughs> right. And like that, like that is so crazy because like that. People feel entitled to mm-hmm. you and when you're being sexy. Yeah. Or 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 not. Or they think you're being sexy. Yeah. Like it's well, like it's, it's how about we talked know- about so much? Kind of like you were saying, like when you're l- looking at the YouTube stuff initially. Right. It's and this this has happened to me as a woman in a similar vein. Like, they're not the same thing, but they are they can be similar. 
that you you all the images you see of women growing up your entire life mm-hmm. are movie stars and right. supermodels and these you know they have these amazing bodies with the big boobs mm-hmm. and the whole thing the big ass like right. you know what i mean women are just and i i will say women are fucking hot women are sexy i, I agree i like like i think women are beautiful but it's kind of puts you in a box and even if you are smart or whatever it is you you almost put yourself in that box at first because right. you're like okay this is what i'm supposed to be right. as a woman and it can be really difficult to navigate that especially when you're young like in college everyone goes through the, like they're a pick me girl phase right. where they're like the cool girl yeah, or yeah, whatever yeah. kind of reminded me of when you said like you're just a dude who likes the yeah. other dudes like Oof. you go through this process of like just trying to figure out right who you are so you're doing what you think you should be doing and i feel like this process is there for everybody right but it's just like obviously there's different details totally. and things like that Okay, wait, before we end, because I want to oh ask God, you some we really questions. We really went on a tangent. We or did. We're a tangent. We're yeah. just like, this is a gay podcast now. <laughs> yeah. No, it's good. I, I need experience. this. I need this. Okay, so Jeff. Yes. Oh, he literally told me to say, tell you hi. I am obsessed with Jeff. Yeah, he's obsessed with you. I talked to him for, we talked to each other for maybe 30 minutes, and yeah. I am in love with Jeff. Jeff is so, there's something about the way he looks, first of all, that I'm like right. wholesome oh, and yes. gorgeous. Yeah, like like a young Matt Damon. Like literally. Like a Mr. Ripley, like. Ugh. And hilarious. So funny. So funny. He's just like the he's just the best in yes. every literally every way. There's yeah. not a bad thing about him. Yes. He I doesn't mean, know how to do laundry, but other than <laughs> but that, he, yeah, you could, he's you just could like off. perfect. Like, yes. So I was telling my friend that I've told multiple people this since because I was <laughs> telling I was telling someone I was having you on the podcast, and I was like, there was a moment on this Lexus trip mm-hmm. where we're on a on a a zipline obstacle course thing. Oh, yeah. And like the girls were all kind of like a little more like, okay, I'm going to go slowly. You and Jeff are sprinting across like the highest <laughs> level of the obstacle course, like having literally the best time ever. And I'm like, they have it figured out. Oof. You know what I mean? Because like, let's say me and my boyfriend, yeah. we, we go on an obstacle course. I'm like scared. I'm like, what's going on? I'm like hanging yeah. off the thing. He's not having fun because he's got to help me now. Yeah. Y'all were like, y'all were this matching each other's energy exactly yeah. screaming at each other from across the thing like racing like <laughs> we, we definitely have those those moments and that's what i love so much ab- about jeff is like we bring out the best qualities in each other like mm-hmm. he is the silly goofy childish like in the in the best way yeah, like yeah. carefree one and mm-hmm. i'm the more like serious like let's 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 plan this let's get this you know so like we bring that out of each other. Mm-hmm. But in, in, in moments like that and like this whole trip that we were just on, it's just like there are moments of just like absolute pure bliss where you're mm-hmm. like, we are perfect. perfect for each other. Yeah. Like perfect. just perfect. Not even like perfect, but like perfect for each other. We just are. Mm-hmm. And like there was one thing speaking of like projection, Jeff and all this thing, yeah, yeah. Like him being like so great. Like we had a moment on this trip where we were sitting and watching the sunset And I sort of had this like breakthrough feeling and I wanted to talk to him about it. Mm -hmm. And we were just like in a really good place. And so Jeff is very silly, very goofy, very like never, ever, ever serious. Yeah. And I'm very serious, like most mostly all the time. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of times when that behavior in him like annoys the shit out of me. Mm hmm. But it it's not because I find it annoying because it's it's what I love about him most. Yes. But it's because 
I didn't grow up. He grew up with both of his parents at home, mm-hmm. stay at home mom, like the best, just like the best life. Yeah. And so he got that. He got to be free. He got mm-hmm. to be a kid. Yeah. And like, I didn't get that. I grew up with a single mom who was always gone working. I raised myself like. Yeah. And so like, I was very serious from a young age. Mm-hmm. And I like told him, I was like, I'm, I apologize. I was like, look, I'm really sorry if I, when you get like in that silly or like when he comes up and tries to cuddle with me and like, yeah. he's just being silly. Like, I love that, mm-hmm. but it's sometimes I'm so envious of him to be able to be like that. Yeah, yeah. It's, I, I get to watch him be everything that mm-hmm. I wish I could be. Yeah, yeah. And I can and I'm learning and like, you know, we we talk openly. We're very open about things. But mm-hmm. like that was just like such a breakthrough moment yes. where not only do I feel like we're perfect for each other in a way, but like we can also talk about those things. Yeah. And, and be able to be vulnerable with each other. And um, without him being also like probably really defensive and stuff. Yeah. Well, if, if anyone's defensive, it's usually it's usually me. You're the but, one. <laughs> um, but no, he he's just like the best. He's just so great. I, I love Jeff. I honestly seeing y'all on the zipline thing. I was like, wow, I that's the kind of marriage I want. Yeah. <laughs> y'all are like oh, best that friends. Me, that makes like, me happy. We really are best friends. We we do we do everything together like and we we do everything together like yeah. we lived through, together over covid we like do we just we are together 24 7 and there have been moments where i'm like oh, i like need maybe we need some space and mm-hmm. then we're gone for like two hours I'm like okay hey, when are you, you coming home <laughs> yeah. yeah so well that's so cute i need jeff on the podcast for sure too oh yeah he would lo- he would love he would be just so like- funny he'd be like looking at himself in the <laughs> camera on the tv you know um, who he reminds me of actually a lot my best friend from college laurel her husband. I think you said this. Yes. On, in well, the they, trip. they physically look alike, okay. but they have like a similar vibe. And like okay. Josh is one of my favorite people ever. Like oh, great. Ever, ever, ever. Yeah. And like sometimes I'll, I, I told Laurel this and I was like, he's literally like gay Josh. Yeah. So sometimes we're just like talking about it. Like he's he is the best. I don't know what it is about that specific kind of person. Yeah, I don't know. He's but everyone says that. Like yeah. he is everyone's favorite favorite mm-hmm. and including mine. Like he's just he just has that quality of like he makes you he brings out your inner child he just mm-hmm. makes you feel like a kid again like his best friend emily she was his maid of honor at our wedding and she gave a speech great speech by the way mm-hmm. and she said jeff is everyone's peter pan like he doesn't yeah. allow you to grow up he mm-hmm. just like keeps you like and but that's that's like everyone is we're all adults now and every you can see like seminar here retreat here of like how to get close to your inner child mm-hmm. and like that's Jeff. Jeff is yeah. my inner child and like <laughs> he is his own inner child. Yeah. And that's why I feel like we we do so well together. So you because you're more type A. That's how I am. I'm yeah. a little more serious. Yeah. I also was the oldest. I grew up in a situation where I had to take a lot of responsibility right, really right. young. And I always am attracted to people who are more playful and like yeah. childlike. In yeah, that that's, sense. I mean, that's the same same with us. You need it. Yeah, I you literally I physically and literally need it for my own sanity. Yeah, I thought for a long time I would like a type A, more like strong, silent type mm-hmm. kind of guy. And then it took being with someone who is like the baby of the family right. and just like is goofy and not serious. Yeah. So sometimes I'm like, you need to be more serious. No, but we definitely have that moment. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's, let's snap yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, like, right now, okay, let's be serious for come one on. sec. But it has been, that has been a huge learning thing for me. And now I know like I would never go back yeah. to, you know, type A. Yeah. Okay. So I do have a couple questions for you. Okay. So I have four Ooh, that okay. I liked. Okay, good. Okay. First, you can think about these for a sec, so okay. you don't need to like hurry and answer. 
How do you deal with jealousy in a relationship? Have mm. you and your partner dealt with any major jealous issues? No, we no. like don't get jealous like of each other. Like we don't get jealous of each other, yeah. which is which is a thing, a more common thing in gay couples is mm -hmm. like the competition because you are dating who you are, yeah. which is like a very unique experience. Mm -hmm. um, but we don't we don't get jealous with each other. We like I'm a firm believer that there's room for everyone at the top. Yeah. Period. So mm -hmm. like I don't feel competition with my friends. I don't feel competition with my partner. But as far as jealousy of like relationships, relationships, yeah. like it's like. Yeah, I want. Hell yeah, I love that that someone's attracted to yeah, you or like yeah, sliding yeah. in your DMs. I don't, obviously I don't like we don't act on those things, mm -hmm. but like I take it as a compliment. Yeah. Like we get so many like one of us will post a picture and mm -hmm. the other one will get so many comments under the picture like oh Jeff is so lucky or or they'll yeah, comment yeah. under I'm like no, I'm like yeah. I'm lucky. Like we <laughs> we have a a huge amount of trust for one another. Like mm -hmm. that has never ever ever been a thing for us. Like Yeah. And that's like why we work so well and have have been always been doing so well, I guess, mm -hmm. is like we just trust each other and we talk about everything. And yeah, we just don't really feel jealous. Jealous. Like I just don't like well, you're secure enough they, to. Yeah. I'm like, if you wanted other. to leave. Yeah. Leave. Yeah. I would be really sad. But like I would be sadder being with someone who doesn't, who doesn't want to be, be with me. Yeah. And so we we have those types of conversations, mm -hmm. not because we need to, but just being like, hey, if you ever, yeah. if you're ever not feeling it, let's talk about it. Because yes. I don't want to ever have a situation where there's infidelity or there's like any questioning mm -hmm. of like our trust for one another. Because like, feeling I hold insecure. that so highly. To me, yeah, that's feeling the most insecure. important. It really is. is. It really is. It, everything else falls into place. Yeah. After that. But yeah, we just don't get jealous. No gel. I mean, I feel that too. That's trust is my the most important thing to me. I'm like, if you wanted to leave, yeah, <laughs> like, go on. Next, not really, Jeff. Please don't leave. <laughs> don't leave us. Yeah, don't. Okay, so what's something you know now that you wish you knew in college? I feel like the Oof. whole we could we could yeah. summarize that whole thing. You know, I wish episode. I knew that it was okay to be myself and try new things and just explore and like you feel everything feels until like 25 really mm -hmm. everything feels like it could be the end of the world yeah like one mistake done you step out of the little teeny box that right. you put in yeah you think that like one mistake will ruin you mm -hmm. and so it keeps most people from trying new things or being themselves or waiting for that moment to where like okay now I can be myself yeah no, be yourself now yeah be yourself now don't wait like, mm -hmm. my biggest regret is not being myself sooner. Yeah. Obviously, like, I've grown so much after coming out. So I've learned about myself along the way. But I wish I'm so jealous of these, like, Gen Zers now who they're, like, coming out when they're, like, 9, 10, 12. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, you're going to have, like, the best life yeah, because yeah. you get to learn about yourself so much quicker. Mm -hmm. So I just wish I would have let myself be myself more. But it's also people like you who paved the way for those 10, 11, yeah. 12, 13 year olds. Who that are is like, a very high compliment. But I, yeah, there know, are definitely like, people who have, who feel It's like more that. normalized to them yeah. now. Like they don't feel as maybe, I'm sure it's still confusing. I mean, I'm a straight woman. I'm right. confused right. about sexuality. Yeah, it, it, the it's, it's interesting for sure. It's, it's like, I mean, I didn't kiss a boy till I was almost 18. Yeah. And I was Me like, <laughs> I was like. Do I like this? Yeah. Do I enjoy this? Obviously, it depends on the person. But I think like 
it, it helps with clarity to yeah. see someone like you, like we talked about the whole, you know, episode. Well, okay. So how do you think your time at Ole Miss affected or shaped who you are now? Oh God. It had like a, it had like a effect that I'm glad I had because it opened my eyes to like injustices and things that like I knew like, okay, I don't want to be around this. I don't mm-hmm. agree with these things. ideals. I want to do what I can to be better. Yeah. But it, it had a, like a negative reverse effect on me. So I, when I went there, I never, I never ha- shared the ideals yeah. of, of the average Ole Miss person. student. We're not average, maybe like the more fraternity-esque. The average yeah, yeah. person is probably pretty normal. But it was like, it just showed me like what I didn't want to be around. Sort okay. of. It, it, it's, I don't know. I don't, it just was like, my college taught me that too, what I didn't want. I don't even know. I, I What's crazy is I don't think about college mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. At all. Like, I don't think about my the nights we went out because all those memories that I had, those people dropped me right after I came out. Yeah. I, I was in a whole ass fraternity, right? Three people came to my wedding. Well, only three were invited. Yeah, yeah. But like, I only invited three people. Because you were only comfortable with three people. Yeah, I'm like, I don't there. want at my gay wedding. <laughs> yeah. But it just like, taught me did you almost like block it out because there's some parts oh, of yeah, college no, I that i've like i mean i've blocked my I've, i i need to stop doing this mm-hmm. i blocked that out i yeah. blocked most of my childhood out mm-hmm. anything that i didn't feel like i was in control of or happy with i blocked out yeah because it got me here but i don't need to remember it. i don't need mm-hmm. to recall those memories yeah i don't need to because i look back and i'm like especially at college ones i'm like damn you were not being yourself like mm-hmm. you were not you yeah and that's embarrassing to look at sometimes it's like it's it's a it's growth too but like you look at it and you're like damn like that is so not me and not not me like oh i've grown so much like i'm not that person anymore Mm -hmm. like no you were not being you're playing a part then yeah you're playing that's hard to see it's Um, also though you can only see it once you do become yourself because some people never really get to step into themselves fully in a lot of ways and i noticed that not everyone but like where i come from a lot of people are pretty much the exact same as they were in college or whatever it is and it's so I don't feel bad for them, but I kind of do because I'm like, that yeah. kind of sucks. Ignorance is bliss. If they're Ignorance happy, it's bliss. <laughs> as long as they're happy. I'm a little jealous. Yeah, I'm like, seriously. <laughs> okay, last question. How do you find the balance of married life while still being in the gay scene in New York City? Oh, honey. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> COVID really changed the trajectory of everyone's life. Yeah, yeah. Like we were going out. We weren't married pre-COVID, but we were. we had been dating for two and a half years. Mm-hmm. And we were going out all the time. We were going out with our friends. We were having a fun time. Like when we're at the club, we're just dancing and kissing each other, yeah, you yeah. know, or dancing with our friends or whatever. Mm-hmm. Again, we're, we trust each other. We feel comfortable yeah. with each other. So like I can dance with my best friend. I'm not mm-hmm. in the club making out with everyone. I'm not going home with anyone else, yeah, yeah, yeah. but, and neither is Jeff. And so we could have a good time because we have that level of trust. Mm-hmm. And we both liked doing those things then. Now, our gay scene is having dinner with our gay friends. Like, yeah. it's like <laughs> we don't have we don't go out as much a because I'm just not as interested anymore. Mm-hmm. I love like I love a club night or like a crazy night every once in a while, like maybe like once a quarter. Well, that's why it's fun because you do it every once exactly. in a while. And, and, I, and we big. like go all yeah. out, you know, yeah. Halloween. Pride, some like summer in Fire Island. So I guess the, the biggest thing would be probably like now our biggest gay scene is like going to Fire Island Pines, which is island off of 
New York that mm-hmm. is all gay. Like literally gay Disneyland. It's the best, best place ever. That so awesome. But we go there and it's just like we're experiencing it together. Like, yeah. This is my best friend, my partner in crime, like my my like we're attached at the hip. Like mm-hmm. we get to experience all that together. I'm not interested, like you sort of said earlier, I'm not a super sexual person mm-hmm. anyway. So I'm not interested in that. Yeah. So like when I go out, it's simply just to have fun and dance with my friends and I'll yeah. dance with Jeff or we'll, you know, we'll be in a circle going crazy yeah, and yeah. and dancing and whatever. So it's like, I think it just, it all is based on trust. Like mm-hmm. we, and just like being we together. talk about being together. Yeah, like yeah. My, my, the most important thing to us is that we're together and we're having fun mm-hmm. and the moment we're not, we're out. Yeah. I'm the person that like once I'm in a relationship and I'm in love, I don't see another man. Me either. I'm I can't like, see. Tunnel. Yeah. I like, can't. There's no one else literally, in I'm my like, brain. Not even interested. People are like, yes. who's your, like, we, because we talk about yeah, yeah. crushes and with our friends or you know, your people on Instagram. Yeah. yeah who's your whole pass? I'm like, I literally just, I don't. I don't have one. I don't care enough. <laughs> yes. To do anything. Yeah. Also, once you become, once you're in a, like a long-term relationship and you like realize how important it is to have an emotional connection. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to be with that person. I don't want to think about having to learn all this shit about yes. that person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and also, like, again, I'm not like sex is not at the top of my priority list. Mm-hmm. So like I don't think about oh, that like, all the time. Yeah. yeah just, it's yeah. just not, it's just not that's how I am me. too. I'm just not that. interested. It's not that I'm not interested at all. Like I love sex, but yeah, yeah. I just it's not like a main priority mind. for me. Yeah, I feel and you. And so in those moments, it's not a problem. Yeah, yeah. Well, I usually end, when I say usually, I've been trying to remember to do this okay. every episode. All right, well, we remembered. I remember this time. Okay, I end with a note to yourself. So like, let's Oof. say it's something you need to hear this week. Yeah. And I can go first. Yeah. I need to think about mine for a second. Okay. But I, I usually have, my notes end up being the same all the time because I, I have the same issue in my life, mm. which is, impatience Mm -hmm. and I'm really really working on impatience and slowing down and not trying to make my life go faster for whatever reason I feel like that's necessary yeah right I'm like I just need to this morning I was getting my coffee and I was like looking counting down the seconds till I had Mm. to come here and I was like 15 minutes early no one was even here to record yet I'm like I could have just like chilled relax at the coffee shop for five seconds rather than be so nervous that yeah. I was like going to be late for, I don't know, just like stupid stuff yeah. like that. I feel, but I'm the same way. I'm like yeah. the exact same way. So I need to like, I think tangibly, like something I need to do more is just breathe, mm. <laughs> just literally sit down, take a breath yeah. and force myself to practice patience. I actually was listening to a podcast about this and I can't remember what the podcast was called, but he was like a way you need to develop patience or you should is by practicing it. So like, mm-hmm. let's say you're in this at the grocery store and you're in the longer line and the one next to you gets a little bit shorter instead yeah. of going over there, stay in the longer one. Yeah. Well, they say like, that you're, you, the more you make yourself familiar with discomfort, mm-hmm. the more you're okay with it. Yeah. So like, that's why people do the ice baths. That's why people yeah, yeah. do certain things where it's like, stay in the longer line, mm-hmm. make yourself uncomfortable because then your spectrum of what you're comfortable with becomes bigger. Yes. So you get more patient mm-hmm. by doing that. By, by practicing by it. By practicing. So I definitely need to practice some more patience this, yeah. this week. What about you? Well, I will... Also say that, but mm-hmm. not in terms of I'll come up with something else. I have a problem, not a problem. It is mm-hmm. a problem. Like the way I speak, sometimes my tone mm-hmm. does not always come across the way I mean it to. Mm-hmm. I grew up with my family being very loud and direct and very like 
like this is not saying this is healthy, but we would talk to each other in a very sort of almost negative way. Yeah. And that's how we would communicate. And it was Mm -hmm. it wasn't like I didn't know it was bad then, but I still carry some of that stuff with me now. And it affects people People. that I speak to. Yeah. And I can be like, well, I didn't mean it that way or I didn't like, you know, but like at the end of the day, if you hurt someone's feelings, Mm -hmm. acknowledge that. And realize that like you can do better. Mm-hmm. It's like a huge thing I have, but it is something that I'm like, just take a breath. Everyone comes from a different life. Yeah. And we're all trying to navigate. So like patience with yourself, patience with people. Like I can get very easily like worked up when I mm-hmm. feel misunderstood. Same. And that comes from being misunderstood yeah, for but, so like, long. I'm like, Okay, well, I know I didn't mean it that way. So, like, yeah. why are you getting so upset? And, and then you want to over-explain how you didn't mean it. Yeah, yep. I'm like that, too. And I'm just you. like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, just cut it off. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I don't want to talk anymore about it. <laughs> I'm embarrassed now, and I'm sorry. Um, That's a really good one. That's a good Yeah, note. I just, like, life is too short. Like, yeah. Life is too short, and we're all trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And no one has the answers. Okay. And... We're all trying our best. We're all trying our best. We're really all hanging on by a thread really, sometimes. Yeah, honestly. But yeah. Well, thank it. you so much for coming on. Thanks can for you tell me. everyone where you can find you on social media? You can find me on the internet at Taylor J. Phillips on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Snapchat. I don't really use those. And YouTube? then Taylor and Jeff on YouTube. Taylor and Jeff and, on YouTube. Um, that's it. That's it. I'll put all of his information in the show notes as well. Thank I'll you guys sure. so much for listening to this episode and I'll see you guys next week. Bye. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode. You can catch a new episode of Note to Self every Thursday. Please, please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the good stuff. I always want to hear from you, so please leave a rating and review if you have a sec. Follow Note to Self on social for all the behind the scenes action and more info about the show at NTS by PS on Instagram and at Note to Self Pod on TikTok. And I'll talk to you all next week. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.